Hey y'all, welcome to Seducated, the podcast fusing business, culture, faith, and media, giving you real perspective and inspiration to help feed your entrepreneurial soul. Our podcast is dedicated to helping you succeed in your business through empowerment and growth. And I'm your Seducated host, Sheila Ellis Glasper and the owner of SEG Media Collective. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Seducated. We have a special guest with us today. We have Bio Audio, and he is the owner and founder of Audio Fit, based in Manhattan, Kansas, but serving globally, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we have a clan in Belgium. <laughs> See, that's amazing. So today we're going to jump into just talking about his business, how he's been able to pivot his business during this pandemic that we're all going through right now. And even how he's been able to help other gyms and other fitness brand owners in helping them to pivot during this time as well. So welcome to the show, Bio. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm doing great. I'm blessed. Yes, I'm blessed too. Today, we'll be able to just talk about some positivity when it comes to being a business owner in this time period. I mean, what a time to be a business owner and a a small business owner. And so, um, Bio, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about Audio Fitness and what you guys do? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so, Audio Fit is a group personal training business. Um, and our niche is very, very focused on like the busy professional, the busy moms. So, we have clients that are like doctors, lawyers, professors, as K State business owners, entrepreneurs. So, people like 35 to like 60. Uh, We even have some clients, so I would say 35 to 65 uh, for the most part. We don't have any young people, no college students, nobody younger. We're focused on, we're very, very focused on our niche and we focus more on people that want to adopt a healthy lifestyle into their general life um, or people that want to lose weight and lose body fat and look good and feel good. And I mean, uh, focusing on that demographic, that's definitely those who might have a little bit of that uh, disposable income, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the disposable income, they can afford our service. Yeah. And we feel like those are the ones that are not as um, self driven or self motivated as a younger person that doesn't have a lot of responsibilities yet. <laughs> Yes, yes, and we'll get it. We'll get into that, and and, and uh, <laughs> here in the show. Um, yeah. So, how did you get inspired to start your business? Yeah, it was a cumulative. It was a lot of different things that inspired me to start it. But I would say one stands out to me, and I think the main one was that um, where I was working at the time, one of my coworkers wanted to like lose weight. And, um, and I helped her lose like uh, maybe 30 pounds or something like that. Um, but for me, it was the transformation that she went through that was beyond just the weight loss. That really, really inspired me. So like she stopped drinking, uh, she stopped smoking, like her anti-depression medication and anti-anxiety medications and her relationship with her friends at work, her attitude, her relationship with her kids, like knowing that just changing what you eat and moving can like make that drastic of an effect with someone 
is what inspired me to want to do more of it. So it started with her and then people saw her transformation and then it started with two or three people and then it just multiplied. And that's kind of what eventually led me to opening up a gym. I started out subleasing and then I ended up opening up a gym. It was actually one of my clients who encouraged me to be like, you know what, you can probably, a lot of people need this. So that's kind of how we started. That's dope because, you know, it shows that, um, you know, you were literally like called to do this. Like you have a passion, you know, for it. It wasn't like, you know, some get rich quick kind of thing. It was literally you transforming, um, you know, people's lives around you and then being able to take that to a larger scale and help more people. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a passion because I am a... I am what you would call multi-talented. <laughs> so I can really go many different routes that I want to. So for me, it was a matter of like, not necessarily what can I do to earn income? It was more like, what can I do to earn income and also get the maximum fulfillment that I'm making a difference in people's lives? So yeah, so that helps a lot. So you say that uh, you're multi-talented. Tell us a little bit more, Bayou, just like about what are some of those other talents and maybe how some of those talents have helped you to grow your business to the point that it is. Oh, okay. Um, well, so I come from a software development background. So that's what I went to school for, uh, management information systems. So I worked in that field for a while and I was very good at it. Um, so I ended up uh, stopping because I wanted to do a little bit more travel and I wanted something that's a little bit more flexible. So I would say that's like my predominant like knowledge that I can go and get a job anytime. Um, but I also enjoy marketing. So I've been doing a lot of it over the last two years and I still do it part time for people. Um, and then, of course, I do all this like leadership and business coaching for other business owners as well now. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And those are all yeah. things that you needed, you know what I mean? To exactly. Be it helped. Yeah. And I also do a little bit of real estate because I enjoy that. <laughs> well, you know, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, different things here and there. But yeah, but this is definitely my main thing. True entrepreneur, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic right now with the coronavirus. and so many gyms, um, well, all gyms across the nation, especially when we're talking here in Kansas, because that's where we're at right now, um, are closed. And, you know, they had been um, shuttered, you know, by the government uh, because of the coronavirus to help slow the spread. And so uh, when so many of these businesses, their, their model, their whole business model is based on people coming inside of the gym and, and then having to close it. A lot of these businesses didn't even have any kind of online component, you know, to their business. And so then this happened and it's forced them to understand um, more for survival, not to see if we can gain more clients this way or we can make more money. It's like either this or close completely. Yep. So um, kind of tell us how you've been pivoting your business during this time, because you guys already had a strong online presence, um, social media presence, digital presence, but kind of tell us how you, what changes you've made during this time. Yeah, it was very interesting when kind of 
the word came out about like, okay, this might potentially happen. Um, one of the things that I, I think this, I have this motto that I've just tried to live by. It was very more recent, I'll say in the last two years. So I almost feel like I've been kind of preparing for this without knowing it. <laughs> yeah. And one of that motto for me is to always like plan for worst case scenario and hope for the best. Um, so I try to set up my whole lifestyle to be that. But I would say how we pivoted exactly for our gym is we actually closed before we were mandated to close. Um, and, and the reason why I did that was I knew that speed of action and being proactive was extremely important. So for us, we did not communicate to our clients that we're closing. Um, and I feel like that communication is extremely important. So for me, I just communicated to our clients that from this date on, we're transitioning all of our services online. And we're still going to be able to serve you the same way we've been serving you. Nothing is going to change. The only thing that's going to change is that you are going to be interacting with us from the convenience of your living room. So you don't even have to commit. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you, about communicating that way, it allowed us to transition comfortably. Um, whereas other people are communicating differently. They would say that, hey guys, we're shutting down the gym. We don't know when we're going to open. Uh, we'll let you guys know what the game plan is in the next week or two on how we're going to transition everything online. And then for some of the gyms, they lost like... Yeah, people start canceling. They yeah. start canceling. They were yeah. canceling very fast. So I think that's how we pivoted. But it's also important to note that for me, I've actually been wanting to expand our services online for the last three years. But I procrastinated. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot believe that I was able to do it in one week. You know, it lets you know that wow. our, our, um, our potential as human beings that we can actually do more than we think we could. But if our, you know, if we have no choice, we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that is totally true. That's totally true. And so like, what are some of those key things um, that you did during that week where you flipped it upside down and went from coming into the gym to all online? Yeah. So I think one of the important things that I had to do is I had to like follow through with that promise. So that means instead of, uh, I would say some people started giving out workouts, like, uh, like I'm going to send you a PDF. We're going to do some of this. Some people cut their class times down to like just one morning or one evening. Uh, but instead of sending our clients pre-recorded workouts, we decided we're going to do everything live. So which means our payroll stayed the same. Everything stayed the same. But it also helped us not to get our clients canceled. But another thing is also that when we were presenting this to our clients, again, this is why I really, from a leadership standpoint, communication is important. And I'm always thinking of win-win scenarios whenever I make any type of um, decisions that's more from the leadership standpoint of the business. So this is being presented to them as not a watered-down version, but as a better version. Um, so outside of that, our accountability was higher. We were doing more contacts with clients at least once a week. Uh, we, were, we even did a a nutrition challenge that we give to our clients for free for 28 days mm -hmm. just to kind of help keep them accountable. We allowed them to borrow equipment from our gym to use at home. Nice. Um, 
And we also made the workouts to where it's family friendly. So we're now their kids can join them. Um, so it's just trying to figure out what can we do to like not have a lower version of our program, but a higher delivery system of our program to where they would even appreciate it. And now they have two choices. They can, they get access to the app that I subscribe to. They can do workouts on their own or they can join any of the live classes. Um, so I think that is what really helped us. We still lost clients. I mean, there's no business that's not affected, um, right. but it's not like drastic to where we'll be in danger of closing. Yes. Um, but I also have to say though, I was, I'll have to say that another thing that I think helped us is we have a good relationship with our clients. So I think, I would say that probably is the biggest one because um, some of them are not as active and maybe it's just the community of Manhattan, but they decided not to cancel their membership anyways because they wanted to like support us. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So I think that is a little bit of combination of both. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, just being able to kind of share some of that insight, you know, because um, that you were already wanting to transition fully online for the past three years anyway. So this kind of gave you a little kick in the pants to, you know, fully transition. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, we give our clients two options. One is to use the app and one is to kind of come and kind of transition where we do live classes in person. That week in itself, I think I shot like, over 200 exercises. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, it just lets you know how much more, um, how much we procrastinate on some things. But it was a priority. So then it was like, all right, well, I'm going to get it done. I think we've seen that in a lot of our business clients that we work with, ideas and things that we had talked about that were maybe a little bit on the back burner because of, you know, business, you know, going as regular. Exactly. Uh, and this happened and it's like, okay, remember all that stuff? Let's speed that, <laughs> let's speed all yeah. of that right now. So um, I guess it's safe to say that the fitness industry is probably changed forever because of this. Can you talk a little bit about that as a fitness expert? Yeah, it's changed very drastically, but we're yet to see how. So I would say I am in one of the, I have to say that I, I, I think I am in one of the lucky industries um, because I think that we at least have the ability to pivot online, even though a lot of gyms closed, but we at least have that option. Um, and I think that uh, online training has been going on for a long time. So it's a little bit of a matured market, even though people locally are not used to it, they don't love it, they don't like it, but it's already happening. So I'll say that um, was very helpful. Now, what we're anticipating changing for the fitness industry is that this whole online and in-person training might actually be with us for a long time. So that's one prediction. Another prediction is maybe there's not going to be group training anymore. Maybe it's going to, maybe small semi-private training or personal training is going to be the future long term for like people that have studios. So I think we are yet to find out. Um, so I'm always paying attention to consumer behavior. I don't know, for now, it seems like people are actually, they're not as afraid as they were before. Um, a lot of it is because we've studied this 
COVID-19 for like the last three months. So we've gathered enough data to know like what the risk level is, who it affects and all of that stuff. So I think maybe uh, people might actually be okay coming back. But some people, I think they're going to be online for a long time. (laughs) So I think it might have shifted, but I think it would affect what happens is there's the a lot more box gyms. the big box gyms, I think. And there's a lot of people entering the space now. So like, for example, I'm in Manhattan and I'm getting ads online from people in Chicago, California, um, New York that are promoting online training. So I think it's going to get a lot more competitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you because now you can access anyone digitally. Yeah, you don't have exactly. to be around the corner. So yeah, yeah, I, I didn't think about that for the fitness industry, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a. Oh yeah. And then like P90X and Beachbody, the, all yeah, of Peloton. These, yeah, Peloton and Zumba. Uh-huh. They're also like stepping up drastically uh, to make sure that they're getting a piece of that market share of the people that are falling out of the gym. So um, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting on, what the consumer decides long term. I don't think people know yet, but I think what I'm forecasting is it going to be a combination of online and in person that local gyms would have to adapt to. I gotcha. So that kind of leads us to our next topic of just talking about social media and just the importance of using social media to connect and engage with your audience. And um, AudioFit has always used social media. You've been ahead of the game, um, especially here locally when it comes to um, running ads on Facebook and running them effectively in a way where you're actually capturing, you know, those leads and converting those leads and having an actual funnel and so um you know whereas there are you know a lot of small businesses local businesses still trying to figure that out not really understanding the difference between even boosting a post versus an actual ad and then let's not even get into like sales funnels right Mm -hmm. so um when it comes to using social media for lead generation and nurturing your audience that's something that audio fit has already been doing so tell us just a little bit about like what's some of your tips that you would have for, um, you know, local businesses that are now needing to um, utilize social media in a bigger way versus, um, you know, just depending on the word of mouth. Yeah, we've used social media, wow, even for like the last four or five years, my business is pretty much built on that. (laughs) Right. I don't do any traditional marketing. I would say that there's kind of a few things that I think businesses need to do online to kind of build their social media presence. Number one, they have to spend money. (laughs) And what I mean by that is if you focus on just posting on your business page and expecting it to like reach the people in your community, it's not going to go that far. So you have to budget some money for marketing. And the other thing that I would like to mention is Marketing is not the same thing as sales. So they're a little bit different. Yes. So I think um, you don't have to feel like the only content you post is to sell something. Um, you can share like a testimonials of your clients. You can share what you're doing. And quite frankly, you can even give a lot of value through your social media. And you should. And you should. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think we focus a lot on that. We also are aware that 
some people come to Facebook for socialization or to laugh. So we even entertain them on our page as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. And then occasionally we'll put like an ad out there. Um, and we need to do that a little bit more often. But then when people see our ad, we're not a stranger to them. They are used to like seeing us constantly on social media. And that's, I would say that's what makes our marketing a little bit more effective because we're not strangers to them. So what are some, if you was to kind of point out any of your Facebook ads or social media tactics that have been, you know, successful during this particular time, you know, yeah. when we're dealing with COVID um, and stay-at-home orders and things, because uh, a lot of um, advertisers and, and marketers, um, communicators are hesitant even in businesses to run ads right now even though we are seeing that Facebook is actually uh, rewarding people a little bit more for running ads right now because you got so many big businesses, um, you know, multi-million, billion, you know, huge businesses that have pulled their advertising dollars uh, from Facebook to be a little bit more conservative right now. And yeah. so that opens it up a little bit. So like, tell us like something that you've done during these past few weeks or several weeks, actually, that has yeah. been successful when it comes to your social media marketing. Yeah, that makes sense. So when this pandemic happens, I've been through different moments in my life where I've had to start from scratch, kind of. So I'm used to this. It's like, it's almost like my jam. Um, uh -huh. But one thing that I always look for every time something chaotic happens is what are the opportunities in this moment right now? So for me, um, one of those opportunities was like, we have so many of our clients that loved us that has moved away. We can now serve them. Yeah. And maybe we can even grow our business. Um, the other opportunity was that Facebook ads are cheap right now. This is yes. like my time to like market. So I tried to do opposite of what a lot of people are doing. So we actually spent a lot more marketing dollars now than not. But to answer your question specifically, the things that I promoted, I decided that I'm going to not obviously promote like buy, come join our gym or come join our online virtual training. I spent most of my efforts giving. So, and this is what I mean about marketing. So one of the marketing campaigns that we did is I put like a 14 day uh, workout that people can do at home. And I just spent a lot of marketing towards that. Ads were cheap anyway, so it was not costing me that much. Yeah, so we had like, the reach is five times more. Oh yeah, it was great. It, yes. Oh yeah, we had like 150 people download that guide. And those people are also now in our, on our email list. Another thing that I did with social media is I decided we're just gonna keep giving. So we, I did a, like a, a few fitness challenges. One is like a nine day fitness challenges where we engage them in our group and I post a workout video every day for people to move. Also, we also did another challenge that like a COVID-19 mile challenge where like we encouraged people to get out there and try to run 19 miles in 10 days. So that's what I spent predominantly of my time doing um, is building relationships in the community, building an audience. Um, so, yeah, those are the marketing strategies that we did. And we did promo very briefly, like a like a free online trial for people to come and try us out. Um, but majority of our efforts was just 
building relationships as much as we can. So when we do open, we have more people to like that know about us that we can market to. So that's really smart. And, you know, I definitely kudos to you because that is something that is difficult and challenging to teach people in the social media realm and business owners is giving things for free. So of course you have to have a strategy behind it. You know, we're not just giving things away, right? We are, there's a strategy in mind. And so for you guys doing the, the giving, first of all, it comes off a, a little bit better during this time because, well, you're giving something, right? But in return, you now have their information right? So that you can market to them. They get put into your sales funnel that you already have built out. And, you know, if you were to kind of just guess what is your like uh, conversion rate that you're, you know, kind of looking at when it comes to, because I, I know you guys are still, it's, it's happening right now as, as we're talking, but what is like that return um, for you guys for giving that content um, and that value for technically for free it's really in exchange to get their information right, right. what mm -hmm. is that return for you that you're putting in um giving them this and what are you getting out of it yeah we don't know yet so i think when i talk to the other business owners that i work with um the intent is extremely important so like our goal is not actually to get anything from it now but we're going to find out what the return is if anything comes out of it when we open back up. So I think um, the difference in the way that I'm operating is really short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. So for me, I'm thinking a little bit more long-term. So that's why I'm not worried about the return on those promotions right now. And um, so, yeah, so, I, so we don't know yet is the answer. And but it's brand we, awareness. It's yeah. brand awareness too, because when things open back up and people are thinking, you know, about okay, what gym am I going to go to and, and whatnot, mm -hmm. you want to be top of mind. Exactly. You know, we, time. Yep. And I think that's one thing that has served us well. We've always been about building relationships in the community, whether we get something back or not. Also, even during this time, we raised money. So, like, we did like a we raised like $1,300 for like other local businesses and mutual aid, people that needed help in the community, um, just through by our Sweating for a Cause workout program that we do, which was another promotion that we did. Or we did a challenge that we started, um, and 100% of those proceeds went to like, 100% went to like the local organization. So I think you're spot on. It's like, we're doing what we've always done, which is like, engaging and interacting with the community and we are always taken care of at some point whether indirectly or directly people know yeah. who we are mm -hmm. yeah totally totally well that's awesome um and just like a great example to be able to show other businesses how you don't have to totally shut down you know what i mean your social media during this time actually you should ramp it up um yeah. but strategically think, yep you should, um, you know, and I think, you know, there's probably a lot. I understand <laughs> why people are not, um, but I, but people should just think of whenever these things happen and not just COVID-19, there's a lot of things that's going to happen throughout the cycle of your business. You just always have to think of 
what is the opportunity in this chaos and how can I take advantage of it? And not necessarily like, what is my loss, but also think of what's the opportunity that I can get out of this. Yes, yes. And that is an awesome way to, to think about it and get unstuck. Because yep. there are a lot of people that are stuck right now because everything is changing around them. And, you know, it's easy to kind of just think about all the negative things and the revenue loss and, and all of that um, versus thinking of the positive side of the silver lining in, in all of this, even though exactly. it's, you know, a terrible situation. But It's um, very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. I would say probably the biggest decision is, I mean, the biggest thought process with running a business is, being comfortable to change the way you're doing things. And I think that's where people, when people are stuck, that's usually what's happening is that they, they're, they've, fo they've focused so much energy on building this theme to work this way, but now they have to change the way they're doing it and they don't want to do that. So I think that's what gets most people stuck. So you're saying it's more of like a mindset thing. Yeah, I think it's a, I'm not going to say 100% because there's some things that are out of our control, but I'll say like 90% is mindset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're talking about you know, COVID-19 and a lot of businesses having to pivot. Uh, what advice would you give, you know, other business owners, you know, even within your, your industry and, you know, even outside of your industry, uh, you guys have been able to pivot pivot well during this time. You guys got online and got made that transition in less than a week. What advice would you give to you know aspiring business owners or business owners that are listening right now on what they need to do to pivot? Yeah, I would say I would probably still continue to say what I said earlier is that you have to take your mindset out of the way you've been doing things for a long time and be open to newer way of doing things. And another thing that I think can help any business owner is surround yourself with other business professionals, not just locally, uh, but globally, the people that are in the same industries as you, because then you're going to get a lot of ideas on what they're doing at the time. Um, and always look for the opportunity in the situation. And I was talking to a few business owners like, you know, if, if I, and I see people doing it locally, which is great because I'm like, man, if I was in this industry, this is exactly what I'd be doing. So like right now, maybe you owned a restaurant business. That's like your core business. But now maybe you shift to like meal prepping for people. You shift to like doing a catering business. Maybe yeah. you shift to like doing delivery of food business. And you have to do whatever you have to do to kind of adapt at that point. Um, there's some business that's not going to be easily like adaptable, like a massage therapist. <laughs> um, yeah, those type of business, then you focus on just building as much of your audience as you possibly can right now and then just hope for the best. But don't be inactive is what I'll tell people. Do something. Always be doing something. For sure. Like, even if it's just, you know, showing up, you know, and that's important, you know, on social media is just showing up for your audience and yep. letting them know that, hey, I'm a real person too, you know, and um, being authentic with them so that you can connect because it's, it's tough for everybody right now. Yeah, you know? it's very hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I just kind of wanted to also, I guess, segue into like our last, you know, question and, and piece of our interview. And, you know, I'm a 
busy mom of two and entrepreneur as well running my business and for me a lot of times like self-care you know can go all down to the bottom of my to-do list of things and so with you you said your target demographic is you know these busy professionals people that are in their career people that have families and kids um, what advice would you have you know as a fitness expert to someone like myself, uh, you know, a busy entrepreneur on why they should prioritize their health and why they should, you know, especially during this time, be taking time to, um, you know, take care of themselves when it comes to working out and their fitness and wellness. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I can tell anybody that's busy right now is that you're going to perform a lot better in everything that you're doing right now if you apply a little bit more self-care in your life. So you're going to be a little bit better at your work, better, better mom, better dad, better boss, better coworker. It's literally going to amplify your effort. But I think, um, so I think if people look at it that way, they, you're not going to look at it as an option. It's more like I have no choice but to take care of myself or I won't be able to do all of these things in an optimal way. You'll be able to do it but you're going to do it a little bit more overwhelmed, less, you know, with a little bit more friction. And I, and I think that's what's more important. So for me, my involvement with fitness, when I was younger, I was doing it to kind of look good, or I was doing it extremely like, I need to like lose weight or somewhere's coming up. But I didn't quite understand even how some of my clients were able to like maintain their fitness level consistently. And I feel bad because I'm the trainer and I'm not as consistent. <laughs> but as I like had a daughter, as I started a family, as I started all this businesses and all of this stuff, my mental health, it was, I was always overwhelmed or tired and always running. So for me, it's more like I actually use exercise for stress management to keep me going, to be able to do all these things that I do every day. So I think if people look at it as a tool to perform better, I think people will understand. People will be a little bit more open to it. Now, it's not easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Take a pill and go on. <laughs> exactly. So I think it has to be it has to be looked at as a priority. Mm -hmm. Like over everything else. And I think uh what happens is a lot of time we have this guilt that we're spending so much time doing this when we can be doing so much other things. Um, yes. And I'll say you shouldn't feel guilty. You are actually doing everybody else a favor by taking care of yourself because you're going to be happier and you're going to be working more efficiently. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, you see, you know, business owners in their 50s and 60s, you know, from doing all that running without the self-care and now they've got, you know, sickness and things that literally could have been preventable. Um, you know what I mean? And now it's stopping you from running, like it stops you dead in your tracks. Exactly. Like I was reading this research again um, the other day. I think it was the British Journal of Medicine. I always have to look at credible research because I'm dealing with people's health. <laughs> yes. But they did this research on the people that worked out four to five times a week and the people that worked out like zero or one times a week. Yeah, that'd oh be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what I was trying to preach to my clients is like, well, um, you know, like 
our leadership government-wise and our health departments, they're doing a fantastic job of telling us what to do to prevent getting coronavirus, to stop the spread, to flatten the curve, like washing the hands, social distancing. But no one is talking about like, if you do get it, what is the best way? How, how do you put yourself in a lower risk for it? You developing severe symptoms. So this research was saying that if you worked out four to five times a week, you have 46% um, like fewer days, fewer time that you're going to be um, kind of cooped up with this, like dealing with this. And then like your symptoms is like drastically like lesser and shorter than the person that's not as active. So I think even that for me is like, man, even if you're like, you know, like, you don't look big or you don't feel like you're very unhealthy. The exercise component is extremely important just for disease prevention. If we're not worried about like how we look. Yeah, so, I think, yeah. so I think that in itself is a big deal. Probably why um, when people look at COVID-19, um, like the black community is like the most vulnerable community, not to COVID-19, to any disease. Right. Like, uh, like heart disease, we're like up there. <laughs> Everything, we're up there. Yeah. Um, it's because of lifestyle. Our, our lifestyle. Yes. So, and I think, you know, and COVID 19 is showing that more of that. But like heart disease, 650,000 people roughly a year died from that, from cardiovascular disease. And 17 million people a year. Can you believe that? Like worldwide. It's crazy. It's nuts. So I would say, so I start to think about that is what gives me a little bit more passion to preach exercise and healthy eating um, as just as a good lifestyle to have. And one thing that I'm going to leave you with, I don't know how yes. much I've said, is, no, that, fine. <laughs> is that as people are wanting to take this lifestyle and kind of incorporate it, they should just think that consistency is better than intensity. So you're better off going for a five minute walk every day or doing like something quick, 10 minutes rather than going hard for like an hour or two hours once a week. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's ab about developing that habit. And a book that I'm reading is Atomic Habits. Have you heard of it? No, I have to check it out. Oh, it's amazing. It's about like combining habits with the things that you're already doing. Okay. Um, so that means to kind of give like a drastic example, it would be like if you're already like watching TV for like 30 minutes or an hour a night, you might as well enjoy that TV and do like a 10 minute workout while you're watching TV. Right. Or like get on the bike, you know, or get on and, the bike, yeah. do something. Or maybe you like you, maybe you want to read like your, you know, like your mission statement or affirmations every morning. Maybe you're going to brush your teeth every morning anyways. So you might as well put it by the glass and mm -hmm. then brush and then read it while you're brushing your teeth. And so what is that book called again? Atomic Habits. Okay. Yeah, I'll Amazing. definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. So, yeah. So, that's what I would say. Well, that's awesome, Bayou. I think that you were able to give us a lot of great insight and tips and just a lot of positivity around, you know, what are the things that we should be thinking about as business owners right now as we're pivoting um, and, you know, staying positive during this time and staying fit. <laughs> right and and healthy and how that will help us as well and so i definitely appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and is there anything else that you want to share um the only thing that comes to mind if i was to leave everybody with something and this is beyond business 
is at this point to just focus on what they can control and maximize the heck out of that. That's it. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you, Bio, for your thank time. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Until next time. All right. See you. Okay.